0: The central government has banned the Popular Front of India and eight of its affiliated outfits under the anti-terror law UAPA. The action comes days after a country-wide crackdown on the 16-year-old PFI, the arrest of over a hundred of its activists, and seizure of several dozen properties. Hi and welcome to the latest episode of Newsbreak. This is Harita Benjamin and this week we take a look at the Nationwide Ban on PFI. Before we go into the implications of the ban, let's look at PFI's origins. The PFI or the Popular Front of India came into being in 2007, following the merger of three Muslim organizations, namely the National Democratic Front in Kerala, the Karnataka Forum for Dignity, and the Manita Neeti Pasray in Tamil Nadu. The organization came into being soon after the Students' Islamic Movement of India or SIMI was banned by the Centre in 2001. Now though it has political inclinations, PFI is not a political party. It does not field candidates in an election. It is similar to the Hindu right-wing outfits like, say, the VHP and the RSS, as in it does social work for Muslims. It also claims to do work for marginalized minorities and those in the scheduled caste. Two years after the PFI was formed, the Social Democratic Party of India or SDPI was formed from within the organization to take up political issues. The latest ban on PFI will however not impact STPI because STPI is a registered political party and this comes under the purview of election commission. Now let's look at why the PFI was banned. In a late Tuesday night notification, the Union Home Ministry said some of the PFI's founding members are the leaders of SIMI, and that PFI has linkages with jamaat mujahideen Bangladesh. Both JMP and SIMI are proscribed organizations in India. It said that there had been many instances of international linkages of PFI with global terrorist troops such as the ISIS. Some of the key points which is mentioned in the notification are listed below. 1. the pfi and its associates or affiliates of fronts have been working covertly to increase the radicalization of one community by promoting a sense of insecurity in the country 2. pfi and its associates or affiliates of fronts have been involved in violent terrorist activities with an intent to create a reign of terror in the country thereby endangering the security and public order in the nation. 3. The Home Ministry claims that investigations have established clear linkages between PFI and its associates or affiliates. It's said that Rehab India Foundation collects funds through PFI members. Some PFI members are also members of Campus Front of India, Empower India Foundation and Rehab Foundation Kerala. The activities of the Junior Front, All India Imams Council, National Confederation of Human Rights Organization, and National Women's Front are monitored or coordinated by the PFI leaders. 4. PFI created these associates or affiliates to enhance its reach among different sections of the society, such as the youth, students, women, imams, lawyers of weaker sections of the society, with the sole objective of expanding its membership, influence and fundraising capacity. Now the centre through another notification has empowered the state governments to take action against these groups which were affiliated with the PFI and the possible action against them could be seizure of places and arrest of their members. The Home Ministry, Said these associations or affiliates or fronts have a hub-and-spoke relationship. PFI acts as the hub and utilizes the mass outreach and fundraising capacity of its associates or affiliates or fronts to strengthen its capability for unlawful activities. And these associates or affiliates are the roots and capillaries through which PFI is fed and strengthened. Now what does this ban mean? The ban makes PFI a terrorist organization and it would cripple its funding, recruitment and various other activities. Anyone found associated with the banned organizations can be arrested with terror charges. PFI and its office bearers would not be able to organize protests, seminars, conferences, donation exercises or even come up with publications. This is because after the ban order, central agencies and the state police can immediately declare the activities illegal. The bank accounts, properties and offices of the PFI and associated organizations could be seized or attached and there will be travel restrictions on its office bearers. Now let's take a look at PFI's clout in Kerala. The organization has the most clout in Kerala where it has multiple cases filed against the members of the organization for incidents of murder, intimidation, rioting and for its connection with terror outfits. In fact, the infamous handjob case of Kerala college lecturer T.J. Joseph in July 2010 was one of the several cases used as a reference by the NIA for its nationwide crackdown on PFI. The hand chop case in which Joseph Malayalam lecturer of Newman College, Toduburra, was attacked and his right hand chopped off is one of the most chilling cases involving PFI which was reported from Kerala. The state has also witnessed widespread violence on Friday after PFI called a lightning hartal to protest the NIA crackdown. Now that brings us to the end of this week's episode. We hope that you will be back next week for more such interesting episodes.